Welcome to a living library of resiliency. I'm your host, Rhiannon Barry, a self-taught visual artist, a community-minded wellness program developer, a psychology student, and a wellness retreat coordinator. I spent the large majority of my childhood and teen years on the North Shore of Lake Superior and now reside in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. I have a background in journalism and communications, community social work, and I'm currently studying to become a certified psychotherapist. I have a strong interest in art therapy methods and environmental psychology, and I develop and facilitate online and in-person programs that activate and encourage creative exploration as a form of self-care and well-being. Join me with my guests and co-hosts as we share stories and exchange energy in mutual respect For a more in-depth experience, please consider participating in my creative wellness online programs and in-person retreats. Join the creative conversation. It's a journey involving discussions to process resiliency, a conversation of discovery and healing, pathfinding tips and storytelling for creatives, and talks among friends to open ears and eyes. We hope to find many new stories to share through the Living Library. Today we are speaking with Radshri. Shh, just for a minute. We examine her creative life perspective. She was born in India in 1979. Life could be confusing growing up as a woman in a culture heavily sprinkled with micro discriminations against females. She believes the quality of life women enjoy here in Canada is enhanced because it is a country that values everyone's voice and every life matters. Still, she stresses that more work is needed to reach equity for women in this country. Her family lived in southern India, and her father encouraged observing the arts and the relationship with local artisans, colorful female fashion and style, and vendors. Growing up in a culture that valued and encouraged competition, she participated in various creative competitions beginning in first grade. Teachers, artists, and talented students provided a great platform to observe and explore creativity. She learned embroidery techniques, fine art, wire weaving, braiding, and watercolors. Later, she studied in northern India, where she explored the vast culture and diversity of the region. She studied art and architecture, which developed her critical thinking and perception of the world. Becoming a mother and moving to Canada presented with new challenges and changes that ultimately inspired a new interest in painting with acrylic. She now uses a broad spectrum of colors in her pieces, choosing simple lines and dot art, and creating depending on mood or timing. She has exhibited at the Pelham Art Festival, City of St. Catharines City Hall, and Niagara Falls as a group member in the Queen Street Artist Group. She firmly believes that colors have the power to change moods and create calming states of mind and in turn can strengthen one's creativity. She believes that one's mind finds it hard to stay still, even for a minute. For this reason, she offers dot and line art workshops as a portal to revitalize her participants' minds. You can participate in her upcoming workshops at Third Space Cafe in Niagara Falls. Apparently they said even the neighbor had a basement flooding, but the pump was supposed to work, but I don't know, sensors somehow backed up in the wrong time. Oh no. It didn't work, so. That's the pits. 
Um, ours was just, we had to lay a few towels down and I did about three or four loads of towels over the last week. Yes, I, I'm not used to wooden house, you know? I'm yeah. not used to the basement flooding. I'm not used to this kind of uh, gimmicks, you know, when you <laughs> get up and like, what? How can water come inside? Well, how long have you been in Canada? I came in 2009. Okay, so fairly recently still. Yes, but uh, since I moved to your own house, uh, this 2016, so almost five years now. Yeah. Five to six years. Where are you from? I'm from India. India, so no snow. No snow. (laughs) What was that like getting used to Canadian weather and what was your first winter experience like? The first time when I saw snow, it was mind-blasting. Like it is like real snow. It's like you see a guard. Is this real snow? Is it? So that was really fascinating. And uh, the chill of... It was a quite a quite a weather because for it's like left to the right. It's like you know, it's like day and night. You you know certain weather. You are used to certain things, and you come here and you come to know that there is extreme weather possible, and uh, how gradually. I was surprised how gradually I came in spring. So how gradually my body got used to the thing, and how I got coped up with this winter. It was pretty amazing. I thought I would never survive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad like for um, like I used to work in a settlement center and I felt so bad when people like arrived in winter. Yes. From like Haiti or something. Haiti. You're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> like not good. No. And, the, and, and the funny part is when people ask me the same thing, how did you cope up with the snow? But I have to tell them, you know. Nobody puts you in this. It's not like you have hot day, 30 degrees, and next day you have minus 10. You yeah. have a you have very fall. subtle way of uh, the environment plays, you know, that like it, it grows gradually, 10, 5, 5 degrees. And you're less, like, I less, need a warmer less, coat now. <laughs> so you, you and your mind are already prepared slowly. It's not that you're randomly... Um, dropped in. Dropped in. Not, not like somebody who's no. like getting dropped off so, in the middle of winter to Canada, yeah. It, it was... Uh, Quite a memorial experience. The shoveling, I never knew what is what you do. Shoveling <laughs> and the snow and the ice fall. It's a bit ridiculous. Everything was everything was new, and the first thing when they people came here, they said it's a beautiful day, it's a sunny day. And I used to find I'm from India, right? So when I'm the sun is every day, like beating. Yes, down. it's yeah. nobody give, nobody cares about the, the sun, sun is out. there or not. So when they say it's a beautiful day, and I used to find it a little funny on the road, and I used to say, yes, it's a sunny day. But I have noticed after four or five years of living, I'm going on the road and saying, it's a sunny day, it's a sunny day, because you're so excited to see the sun. It plays so much of a, a value. Yeah, which it's I cultural. underestimated uh, when back home. So mm-hmm. I uh, understand the, I understand the value of sun at least. You know how much it values. How much we value it over in the and s- how much our psychologically your mood values. That yep. was never a question. A lot of people have something called sad. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was never a question at that time because you're always full of you get vitamin, that vitamin D. D. Yeah, it's yeah. your abundance. You're already melatonin is so high that you're dark shaded. You know, yeah. like. But uh, that was quite, all the small, small things quite kind of changed the way I had been thinking about myself and how I came to Canada and it made me rethink everything, the arrogance, the egoism, um, the, the things I knew about myself, that kind of changed everything. 
Yeah, it would. It uh, yes, uh, the climate did change a lot of uh, my perspective. My f- everything changed. Yeah, how, how much how change much, you're capable of? No, how much the weather is. It's amazing. You see yeah. in the morning it's sunny and then you have snow and then you see wa- rain and then you see back the, uh, the sun's sun smiling. It, it makes the way how our mood is also like that and how the everything if you see it's almost the same how it can go vary and how we can accommodate. Yeah. It it dictates everything they say like the moon dictates us too the sun dictates yes us. but that's long term and the <laughs> when the action is happening in reality it hits you more faster right it's like yeah, the you sun's know it's on your it's skin like and you never check good. the weather report in india never we have never had to check a weather report it's hot hotter hot as what is that to check <laughs> how hot does it get uh maximum i have experience is 36 to 38 okay it's pretty hot yeah and it's dry heat I live by the coastal, so oh, okay. by at least by five o'clock, we're expecting the sea breeze to kick in. So by That's evening, nice. at least it gets uh, to the temperature that you can breathe in 20, 30, 28 to 30. Mm. Do you miss it over there? I do. Oh, can you? I do. I do miss the sun part. As I said, I never knew it played so much importance. But I, when I see here, when the sun comes, my every memory, my cells, everything is all like you know, let's go. What's the biggest difference between living? where you were in India, is it Southern India? Southern India. Um, versus in Canada now. What's the biggest difference between the two countries that you notice? It's the East and the, it's the East and the West, as I say. It's like day and night. You just can't explain it, but Everything. if you see the daytime, how you look, and the same scenario if you see in the nighttime, how do you look? It's the same thing. Wow. The city with the day lighting and sitting with the night lighting, not core is not changed the people's personality is not changed people's uh, core and how much they behave is so similar mm-hmm. um, how they work in that environment is different if, like the way you are in the but in the daytime how you see and how you see nighttime is different but mm. that kind of a change that's interesting yes and uh, climate does change a lot of uh, effect on the psychology which yeah. I as I said I never knew heat has a big Heat has a big effect too. Yeah. Yes, because I'm. Uh, you think heat doesn't affect you? It does affect you because your brain is not even f- uh, there, because yeah. you're always worried, of sweating, your thing, and all those things. You're in the and present. And the in the cold, you you heat. You doesn't matter. You're freezing. So you are like you know always. You're thinking about it. It's hard to concentrate when you're cold. Sometimes the question arises: Is the body more dominant or the mind is more dominant? Right. And and so much in effect, body is the dominant because when you are in pain, <laughs> nothing matters. Yeah, you can't do anything. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about your childhood in India. My father is from a very very remote uh, kind of a remote area, the eastern side of India, uh, which is not very uh, forward compared to the southern part of the India. The southern part of India is more more forward, and they are more progressive and they developed. So from there, he moved to the southern part, which is uh, Chennai, or Madras, as British used to call before. So from there, I, I yeah, it's a, it, as alien as Canada to me, that was the same fact. We didn't know every province has its own language, dialogue, culture. So when we moved, it was completely new for us. And I was just two years old or three years old. But I know I have lived all my life. And uh, art has been the only friend yeah, through because, it all. Through, because my father kept moving uh, places and keep moving houses. So 
and the houses like Toronto you know how big it is like yeah. you keep moving you can move to different neighborhoods every yes, other year yeah. every year not every every two years so <laughs> that's the only thing I knew is my art so every time I go or you're traveling and thing, I used to have one pencil I used to know worse and worse I can draw you know keep drawing and um, then in school we have a com uh, we have a culture of competitions even from grade one to grade twelve to all the other things so you have a competition every time there's a competition so in grade one when they they used to pick kids if you want to join so that's how I started doing competitions just competition competition and you were winning and some I was winning some yeah. uh, some I was even got a participation I I think in grade one you just get a certificate mm-hmm. it gives you like well I got something yeah and. Uh, First, second, third, that was not a priority at that time, but I was really into the competition, just wanted to go. But it is only through the competitions I came to know I was good. That, you know. Through achievement. Through achievement, and, and as I kept moving schools, and every schools I moved, I, that's the only standard thing I do is go join the competition, enroll yourself. Yeah, you know, right where you're going. Yes. Yeah. So that kept me as a backbone, actually, all my life. That's awesome. Because studies was, I was average, not a very uh, excellent in it but yeah. this kept me going that's awesome it's I like, a, like when, at certain points in my life I've looked back <clears throat> and I've discovered that art's been there all along and I find that it's also because the multi uh, diversity I have people have and, and art is there in every form the folk art folk art is so up, uh, pre- so. actually it's a it's a multi diversity which actually kept it going because there is art something the, new. Uh, there are people are doing in the saris, in the dresses, in the jewelry, or in the house, or in, in any format. And we have lots of festivals every month, so the, every time it's a new, new. So this every there is there is art everywhere. It's, it's not, a big part of all the culture. It's a big culture of your whole life. Yeah, everybody's life, even a child. Every time there is an art in some form or art and color. That's how we basically start anything. Lots of color. Lots of colors and lots of art. I see that in your art. Yes. Like so many colors. So many colors. Mm-hmm. And and the com- I still cannot capture the combination of colors they do. How did you get that combination? That, it's just so much of colors. It's like where they are in relation to each other, right? You're yes. trying to figure that out. We wear the colorful dress. If yeah. nothing, we wear colorful jewelries. If that's not enough, we wear colorful and the thing. And then the and makeup then the ma- and everything. So yeah. it's meant to be. And then throw some color on the shoes. Yes, because if you are not, uh, I think especially in women, it, it, they expect you to be more colorful and they expect you to be your best looking all the time, right? So it gives you the best appeal. Then compared to monotone or uh, same shade, they would appreciate what we have some colors on you. Yeah, like you're dressed up for being presented presented yeah. yeah everybody i think even the child to everybody unless you're a widow oh then you're in black then they are not uh, much to cling or, or towards the color side hmm. okay well it does show up in your art and um the first time i saw your art was when i went to the clean street artist group okay which I am also a member of. And I walked around and I saw, oh, that looks beautiful. And um, I found out who you were and I thought it was very interesting. Very interesting art because it was different from everything else in there. So I knew there was some sort of cultural aspect to it. 
And then we had our profiles put on the web page and I got to read a little bit more about you. I went, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense because I'm like, where's all this color coming from? And so do you want to talk a little bit about your style of art and maybe yes. even your <clears throat> workshops? Um, yes, I can. How you, how you came, across. came across Queen Street Artist Group? And recently, five years ago, and I was started, but I wanted to come back to art. And you you have a problem, where do you want to come back? Do you want acrylic? Do you want to paint this? Do you want to speak portrait or still life? You just, and it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know, if you, I felt like, what is the basic of ABC of artists, like folk art, like basic, because you are just trying to express it. And there is a story. That's the end of it. Right. There's a story. Every, a every, fo- every folk art, uh, we have a story. It's mm-hmm. always a story. It's a way of storytelling. So you, whatever you feel like, you feel like you're telling a story. It doesn't matter if this tree, you like it, and this tree feels like telling your story. You take the tree and you put it in the, in the thing. There is no straight lines. There's no uh, tools. They use twigs, sticks, hand, whatever. The medium is not the problem. The media, the whole point is you want to express it at that time and what you want to tell. So there's no technical roadmap. There's no roadmap. Yeah. But they, you can see how people have used to fill, how they have done. But the whole point is about us telling a story. Every line has got some, st- basically it can be anything, mother, child, father, mother, basically day-to-day, day-to-day, what you see in the universe and the earth, which is all in your surroundings. And I used to always love peacocks and birds and plant, uh, trees. So that's how I started with mine. Like, let me start doing simple folk art and simple, with a simple animal, with a simple thing. And then I try to put colors in it. And then I start putting lines in it to see what, what I'm trying to give a depth. That's how I started slowly, slowly. Um, for me to gain confidence. Because all you want to do is accomplish something. Mm-hmm. When you're new after a long time, you know, you're, you're not doing it and you're coming back for you to yeah. welcome yourself. So I thought that would be the best way to welcome myself is to make like A, B, C, D, let's do okay. one you know. When did you know you were ready to show your art publicly? When I made uh, at least two big paintings, and I, uh, when I thought that I'm a little comfortable with the colors and the medium, then I was trying to, actually I wanted to go into Pelham Art Show. That was my always been the target or the dream. First, first step was to get into the Pelham Art Show. Okay. So yeah. to get into Pelham Art Show, I thought I should have something. Something big. Something big or small or something I wanted to express other than the folk art, which was there. Or oh, something so, fine art. Something fine art or yeah. something which I wanted to go beyond, which I'm always doing. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, they, when, they, when, they, when I was selected, I was very happy. <laughs> and then the jury picked up one of the paintings, which was a mixed combination of Indian, Indian style, Madhubani, which is a particular line art. And I use a little bit of my way of seeing things, but in a different format, not following the same protocol. You're finding your own style. Yes, because I'm also telling the story, but in a very simple and very direct way. Mm-hmm. My, my aim is to only attract the little kids who can get it. I feel like if a 10-year child gets it, then I'm sure 40, 50, 60, any age can get it or any age group can get it. Because my, I wanted to make sure whatever I want to express, I want to make sure they get it. It gets it, the whole, because the message gets it. That was my intention when I was starting in the 
it's it, they may be all jumbled up in a ball that's not the point the point is he's telling that we all are same mm-hmm. or we are connected so there's some sort of message do you have i know a lot of artists have a hard time writing artist statements and sometimes they say okay 250 words and then the next one is like 300 words and the next one is like i want a thousand words it's like do you have a hard time figuring out what to put in those and how that's to... the only hard thing i have but if I have to write artist statement regarding one particular competition or I'm trying to focus on one issue, uh, when in St. Catherine City Hall, they had a resilience to... Yeah, uh, I mean that one as well. Yes, yeah. they selected that painting. Yeah. Uh, one of my painting they selected, which was a respect, and I did a virginal man with the... Yeah, so we're both in that show as well. Ah, that's yeah. cool. Um, so that was the topic in that. I was yeah. writing about why did I feel that way. That was a very simple statement about a very gist of myself, but the more about the painting, which I want yeah. to tell you. Yes. I find um, I have a friend who took art history, and she used to always tease me about how much writing there is involved in art. She's yes. like, oh, there's so much writing. And she'd kind of giggle at me because I'd be like, oh, I want to write this so much. I had I had taken art and architecture parallelly. Yeah. So I had to do art thesis as well as architectural thesis. Yeah. So when I had to do this art thesis, it was three years. So I I, I could You're understand writing. The, the writing and all the things. But once you know the subject or you like the subject, you don't mind writing much about it. Yeah. Sometimes I yeah. find I guess while I'm writing it, I'm sort of trying to get in the minds of the the jury, which I need to pull myself back out of and just write what it's about. But other times, my style is a little bit um, descriptive of either events that have moved me, things that have happened in my life. It's very emotive, so it's not simple. It's very deep. So when sometimes they ask me, okay, what's this painting about? I don't want to tell them what it's about. So then I have to take all this extra energy and create an artist statement that... Okay. You know, is on the fringes of what it's about. So I guess it, it create. I create my own problem. I I guess that way because I wa- I'm an architect and I was thinking it's always my intention is to show you more clearly. Yeah. That's the opposite way of. Uh, uh, Sometimes I do yes. it clearly, but some paintings can't be told. I want to tell them very clearly. For for me, because you are an art and architecture, you for you every line matters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. So when you're condense. showing a line, I wanted to tell you something. Yeah, and I feel recently, the more, more, more I I think the art gets into the basic format, the mm-hmm. basic of what you want to convey, mm-hmm. is been more. It, you've seen a better result. Yes, that's what mm-hmm. I think. See where I'm off is that the more I do almost like my paintings as if it's my personal journal, the more, the better the responses of my pieces. Yes, that's true. That's true, though, definitely. Yeah, so it's just a... a but why like is a, that... Why why, why is the problem do we have a... is to show? Oh, no, it's because I didn't... I never, I never started painting to show. I always just painted because I wanted to express myself. And then some of those paintings I still have. Some have been in shows now. It wasn't... It's not intentional, but I paint for myself before I paint for sale. That's true. Yeah, so for me, it's like... I don't know. I, I'm I'm opening up a little bit more. The worst thing you can do to me is ask me to write a co- or paint a commission. That's the worst thing because that just rips. You should have a pro who just <laughs> understands every artist. Like, you know, come on, let's go. Yeah, it's just it's too hard. It's like um, because you're dealing with another other language. It's just not about the same 
way of uh, it's not art painting it's a different language of writing and composing that's exactly that's what like it is. another field on its on itself yeah so right now i am studying psychology counseling and the hope is to be an art therapist one day uh certified art therapist so that's kind of where my path is leading me through my art yes to use it as a catalyst for change and i know you kind of have a similar um idea in that in your workshops you like to create a mindful experience so people can relax yeah actually after this artist and everything um there was a parallel life where everybody i feel can become an artist it's not 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 about you know perfection yeah right it's not about perfection so when if it's not about perfection then it becomes more about expression mm-hmm. so when it becomes expression i'm sure everybody can express and uh, that's how i started uh, more looking into how i can get the people to open up to the world of art which is not a very hard thing because they've been doing from the school it's yes. just that you stop and then uh, somebody may have said that's not nice or yes who knows who, who knows and then um, this uh, folk art which is known as mogulu so my style is just like i sit down something i think of something um i did paint one that when the anti-abortion law came out they overturned it down the states it made me very angry so i sat down and started painting similar to this and it got picked in a show and it uh, massive like good feedback and i had just sat there like angrily painted it you know so <laughs> that's kind of my style but end of the painting you're not angry anymore no that's that's a whole point mm-hmm. that's a whole point of my workshop is anybody can paint once first thing and second thing is colors will always add uh, always add good vibration to you mm-hmm. it might be any color the out of the seven colors you pick any color by the time you finish f- filling up that color you're feeling good mm-hmm. you, i i'm rarely have seen anybody who finish painting and still feels angry or still upset about i you. used to teach like social paint classes in a little gallery and the only people who were ever angry were accountants and i think it has something to do with having to make sense of everything yeah so you would guide them through mm-hmm. and then uh you know if something wasn't you know coming out the exact same as mine they would oh my god you know uh so that that was what i noticed was like people with a certain mindset of perfection or things have to make sense yes were the ones that were not enjoying the art class <laughs> i think it, it just like more than more than teaching art the whole point of art is like to get yourself lost yeah so now i do something called gentle painting it's a take on the traditional social paint class but it's not like paint by numbers my my more intention in this uh, work class is like you know for 2 minutes yeah. if you even if you can be quiet 2 minutes it's it's very good but 2 minutes sitting still is very hard it is some people have cooking some people have gardening some people have this there is always a different way of portal i feel like a portal of going to a meditation zone yeah and i'm providing a place where they can be meditative for 2 hours where because they're learning something brain is occupied and they're using colors where the color is using and because the mind is there engaged and without the knowledge 2 hours is a long time mm-hmm. if you are thinking in a meditative state 
mm-hmm. because they're not thinking anything. They're not doing anything. It's like being in Shavasana. Yes, sometimes. and two hours. And if if they can cultivate this kind of two hours, two hours, or one hour, or two minutes, if they go on cultivating it, it'll help them to uh, reproduce it, and they can have exercise more exercise the muscle. Even two, thing. yes, two hours, one hour, half an hour. You know, mm-hmm. then, but in the, eventually in the week it adds up. Yeah, it adds up to four hours. You, ha- you do have to train, like in meditation. You I start with two minutes, and then you can build up and build up. The thing is, anything you feel at that day, that's why I said anything you feel like doing at that day, do it. It doesn't matter how long it is. But be in the, the zone. Time is not the matter, right? You want to be in a relaxed zone. You want to reach the zone. zone. So time is not the matter. Do it. And as I kept doing it, I felt better all the time. It felt, made me feel better. It made me feel better. So some days I'm just doing only for 15 minutes. Some days I'm not even going because that days I don't, maybe I don't need that much of, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm calm as it is. I don't need that yeah. extra uh, thing. But some days which I'm not having a great weekend and you just want to sit for a couple of hours, that's also fine. The point is to get lost yep. in your uh, chaotic life. You just want to get lost for I some time. I agree with that yes, mentality. Uh, and I, call, I tell my kids, I'm going to the portal. <laughs> I'm going to go and sit there. For how? Because once you're there, you really don't know if it's 15 minutes or five hours. Past. I always end up in there for like six hours or yeah. more. Because you wouldn't know. Time is not the point. The point is you like that feel. Yep. You can go to temple or church or anywhere. You have to have the same feel. The whole point is to attend the f- that, that, that feeling. Yeah, I remember um, in the beginning of COVID, my son came home with a bit of a cold. And I was like, oh, no. So he was sick for like a day and a half, but then I ended up sick for like 15 days. I got COVID and I was just like done, like tired, right? So afterwards, my energy was so low and all I wanted to do, once I was able to like get up and move around and I just grabbed a blanket, I wrapped myself in it and I walked into my studio and all I wanted to do was paint. Yes. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to phone anybody. I didn't want to, nothing. I just wanted to go in my studio because I couldn't do it for so long and all I wanted to do was paint. Yes, that's so true. And and sometimes, uh, you, you, sometimes you look at the medium, you feel like, I want to paint this. I got this metallic paint. I don't know what medium, what medium. I it. just want to paint <laughs> the metallic paint. So I had to find and do something and so that I can apply that whole, my idea was to use the metallic paint. Was it acrylic? Yes, or, yeah. I was so excited. So the whole point was, and I didn't spend a lot of time in the studio too. I was just like, you know, okay, I'll just do it for 10 minutes just and try. I'll go finish it and come and again I'll come tomorrow. So it, the whole point was to be in that chill zone. That's good. Yeah, I get excited sometimes too about different materials. When I got my metallic water paints, that was, that was like a long week of me just like painting everything. <laughs> and then I learned my Reiki and I did more Reiki courses and I wanted to focus more and all this. Okay, so now you're doing um, immersive art um, and Reiki. I have mixed everything together, actually. Mm-hmm. I've did that and did this, the Reiki. The whole point is to go into that zone. How do we go to the zone is what I thought, like, you know. Yeah, and how does Reiki uh, help get people into the zone or keep them in the zone? The first half, I'm, I'm, I'm making the brain a create, uh, make both creative. 
So first uh, half of my workshop is all about creative. So I teach everything, I, they learn everything, they understand everything. The learning, talking, everything, the mind being alert, everything is there. In that zone also mind is being, uh, my mind may be productively alert. Not lost in thoughts or something, yeah. it's productively alert in this moment. So the first half is all about learning things, which your brain is very happy and learn and gives you a good thrill about it. Mm-hmm. And after one hour, we uh, once you have taken your materials, you have selected all your stuff, you go to the quiet zone. Then we we do a one minute of uh, meditation or one minute of breathing exercise where you breathe and calm down and get your mind to the present moment. Is that before? No, after, after we finish. Because once your mind is relaxed, you know what is your art, you have picked your colors. Mm-hmm. So that way you are not looking forward for anything okay so you, you have more potential to actually do it yeah because your pencil your career even a small I know thing. a lot of people start with meditation i always found that odd yes that's because why. people are coming into the thing Be- and Be- that's because the moment you open your mouth and you talk to other person and you are looking at the other person you have taken from that zone you are gone that zone it's like getting out of the classroom you're out mm-hmm. of the classroom now i usually like doing like a grounding after like when I in my groups, that's I'll why I have this mid. Send them into yes. the world. Yes, once they know the drawing, once they know the canvas, once they know what colors they want, they have taken all the brushes. Everything is there. Mm-hmm. There is no uh, reason for mind to be. Uh, uh, they know what to expect. Yes, what they're to and do. And then we put the music, and then I, that's the time I tell them everybody to one minute of breathing. Breathe mm-hmm. in, breathe out. More oxygen, more inside. More oxygen you breathe, more better, good for the creativity. Mm-hmm. So one minute will help a lot. And it will help them to be grounded because we just had the creativity. We are all excited, everything. It just comes to a na- more into thing. And after, and then with the bell, we start, and I have a breaky background music in the back. And the whole place is already has a good aura, already has a great vibration yeah, It's going a good on. social place. Yes. And I, I always go and cleanse the place. No, so this is at Third Space now? Yes. Third Space Cafe, but it was at the hub previously. Hub. And even at my studio or in the city, everywhere I go, I just follow the same thing. The whole point is to get the maximum potential at that specific time. Okay. Two hours we have got. So after one hour, everybody sits, and then they have their own thing. And you must be surprised how much people zone into it and mm-hmm. like you just don't it's really quiet yes for one hour to two hours is the course but it's gone to three hours because yeah. they just don't know time is not their essence so mm-hmm. and more productivity more creativity and i have also observed that people who are in that mode mood in the time or they feel at that time and you see that yeah. reflex and it's since it's a geometry you are not critically thinking anything because it's a geometry, simple geometry. You have to fill the color. So you're more, your mind is more relaxed, no thinking, nothing. You are like tuned in because you're applying colors. You're very thin. You want to make it prettier. You're all focused it. And the background music and the whole Reiki thing tunes you up. And then you feel it, you feel like, ah, kind of a moment when it's done. And when they look at it, it's like my inner thing has come out. You see the mm-hmm. same colors back and forth. Yeah. And I also feel people who feel they need that colors they will automatically i want to put, i always put the seven colors there okay Suppose so the chakra colors yes or, all okay. the basic seven rainbow colors chakra mm-hmm. colors so if they feel they want red that day they will automatically will pick red mm-hmm. and the same person who comes to the next show not next uh, workshop they may not pick red mm-hmm. and that day maybe they are very very in a good mood and they mm-hmm. want to pick gold that just speaks to how fluid we yes. all are with our moods yes. right yes so i feel like uh, it i'm just telling one of the easy way to do it and I, I'm giving workbooks too so when yeah. they go home 
they can practice it more and more. Um, one of my friend's brothers, he created a whole coloring book of his own ancient geometry drawings. And then people can buy the, buy the coloring book and color it all in, and it's all his, uh, his work. Yes. This is we do in the first one up, the learn. And yeah. once they're done, they paint it in the canvas. Yeah, on the canvas. Yeah, on the canvas. Mm -hmm. Or this time we're having a wooden box with a musical thing. And, uh, and City is also having the... So we can have different mediums. We can have it on a glass, we can have it on the floor. But this art is actually done in a rice powder. Yeah. And done on the floor. Yes, I've seen that. Yes, the whole point is not to make it anything. The whole point is to leave everything and, and then come to the go. basic. What is the basic? Yeah. We have sand and rice yeah. and salt. And it doesn't stay there forever. But then yeah. it's not meant to be. Yeah, it's not meant to be put you on wash the canvas it, and yes, hung on the wall and hung yes, for 20 years. Yes. Yeah. The whole it's point an experience. is to, Yes. Yeah. The whole point is experience. We're not holding anything here. The whole point is not the color. The whole mm. point is not the material. I think you could do a rice powder. Um, I did a sand art too. Did you? Yes. Oh, okay. I have. I have. When I go for a workshop, I don't have limited of medium. Yeah. I have one basic medium of wood or the canvas is the yeah. only thing they give. But I always carry my shinies, my glitters, my sand, my everything is. I have my whole the material there. So my, if the kids want to have glitter, there is glitter. You want to have beads, there is beads. You want to add texture, there is texture. Mm -hmm. That's where the, the the creativity is not the limit is what I meant yeah. to say. At that point, because your whole point is to relax and you are so much into it. You know what you want mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, and like kids would be probably way more into that tactile stuff. Uh, so I guess, like, because um, a lot of adults like to do the coloring. This is 10-year child. Yeah. It's not much a difference. Mm -hmm. Because once you get the geometry, you have to use your... Okay, so your, your workshops at Third Space Cafe are open to all ages? Yes, all ages. Okay. The youngest one I had was three years old. Oh, okay, that's she cute. She did it, though. Yeah. Because uh, with the help of one, two, three, step one, two, three, she could finish it, so... That's awesome. That's nice that you're getting, like, all different ages all together that in one workshop. That was my whole... I, I was... Three years, I've been trying to do that. Me and my husband, we are trying to see how it can be given in a very, very easy format. Yeah, no, I think it's good, and it's it looks like it's evolving, too, from what I can see. So, and expanding, and you're getting more chances to to perform the workshop. Yes, I think everybody likes the way, the only comment which repeatedly comes is how much they feel relaxed, mm -hmm. which they which they never expected, that they can go into a trance zone. Yeah, I know a lot of people do not, don't expect that because I think traditionally, like when you sign up for like an art activity, an art class, it's just that, it's step by step. Step by step. Yeah. The teacher tells you do, you tell you do, but thing is it's learning, it's more learning. Mm -hmm. Which I am providing the first one hour. Learning. We are learning. We are opening There's up our imagination. There's a knowledge sharing Yes, piece. we are opening yeah. up the imagination. We are opening it up. That's like opening up the whole thing. And then we close it in a very nice way. Yeah, that's nice. I think for me, like one of the more recent ones that I've done is, um, I, well, I've done a lot of different ones. Like the gentle painting, I use a lot of finger painting on canvas. Little, little bits of like tools and things and it's you don't make what I make but I you can follow along with me you can watch you don't have to paint um you can try to paint what I'm painting but in your own color so there's so much openness and flexibility to how they can participate um and then 
uh, more recently, I did one where me and um, a partner, we created a mirror. So we painted a mirror or you can glue things to the mirror. And we did uh, mirror talk about I am statements like I am beautiful, I am capable, I am worthy of. So we did this practice, but the whole time we were creating our mirrors while sharing the knowledge of the thoughts behind doing something like that. I was having thinking the same similar idea. I was thinking one of the sculptures I should make is just mirror and there's nothing in it. What you mm -hmm. see is the mirror, is the painting. If you or see even yourself, like little pieces of reflection in one of those, that would be cool too. That what you see is what you what, what is you are the reflection of the yeah, world. Yeah, the painting I want to show is you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, like uh, mirror art, I've always really been intrigued by it. I went to the um, the Ontario Art Gallery a couple of years ago and one of the exhibits were all these mirrored balls and they were all over the floors. The room was mirrored. They were hanging from the ceiling and there was a big tower in the middle and inside was all these balls and you can look in and it looked like it went on for infinity. Um, and I have like a little video of me and a, the couple of people that went with me and it just, when you were in there, it was like you were in some sort of weird like astro plainy other worldly it's all place you. it's all you yeah it, but there was bald so you were like <laughs> rounded in a different shape i yeah. know it just changes your perception of seeing yourself and but it was such a cool installation i always fascinated with sculptures maybe eventually i want to move there yeah me too i was thinking about that earlier today i was looking at some clay pieces yes yeah but i mean Right now might not be the best time for me to do that because I'm a little busy, but like there's so many things I want to do in the future. So always. many things I want to build. Always, always. That's the creativity, right? When you exercise it, it doesn't go away. It just like oozes out of you. Yes, that's the whole point of it, mm -hmm. to gather it and, and channel it in a proper way. Mm -hmm. You know how we did uh, channel it in proper way. These are the few things which I felt like it, it, it I, I could use it in my own life, you know, channel it out, what I want, like get to the basic of it, like get the, I felt, I used to talk to myself, so like you can write poetry later, but you have to know the A, B, C, D, right? Yeah. And then you have to join the words and then you read a line mm. and then you, goes, and then you write a poetry. I'm always wanted to write poetry right now. Yeah. So, I, um, I write poetry. Um, one of the things that I do every once in a while is I do a, it's called Creative Conversations Pen Pals Project, where we take a bunch of different types of creatives and I put all their names in a hat and I pull you out and you're partnered for two weeks. Huh. And one person makes something. So it could be they wrote a song and your partner has to listen to the song and then they get inspired by it and they write their poem back or they paint their painting back and then they send it to the next person that same partner for two weeks back and forth back and forth back and forth and there's this creative conversation along the way and I put it all into an exhibit every once I once every like five and a half months or no once every like two one and a half to two months I do one and it's just so interesting because you have poets matched with painters yes. and digital digital artists matched with singers and uh, it's just really interesting when a poet get, gets matched with a poet too. It's just like these long poems because they have so much to say because they're inspired by every word in the poem. That's um, nice. That sparks the creativity, you know, that they, that motivates you to think more further. Yeah, so you're inspired by somebody else's piece. 
Yes. Yeah. It, your it just, interpretation it, of yeah, it. It pushes the imagination level a little more. Yeah. And then you have to respond within 48 hours. Okay. So it makes you create quicker um, and think less about perfection. Yes. Yeah, it's I been think very perfection successful. is a hindrance. I think for me, perfection is a hindrance. I don't know. We always no. feel like it should be so perfect, so perfect. Nobody has told me. Some, pe- some people say, have you taken a class? And I say, I'm afraid to take a class because I'm going to lose my style of what I find I like to do. But also, I don't want to be perfect. I don't want my painting to look like a photograph. If I wanted a picture of that valley, I would take a picture of that valley and frame it. I don't want to paint the valley exactly how the valley is. So I'm afraid of perfection as well in my art. It's very hard though. It, it's it. incredible. And I, oh, I, like um, Steve, he's a co-host on this podcast as well. Sometimes he, he jumps on. Um, but he owns the Steve Wilson Art Gallery on Queen Street. Oh. And he, he is an amazing painter when it comes to realism. Like I just like in awe of what he does. I'm in awe of anybody who can paint like that. But it's just not my style. It doesn't give me pleasure. Because yours is more expression, right? You exactly. want expression, right? And that, that, that's, that's It's true. still an expression. Like, he'll do, like, paintings of, like, situations and No, scenarios, your topic is only expression. Yeah, well, yeah. More more like finishing or perfection or anything or anything. You are thinking yeah. so, like, you know. It's, it's all from in my head, too. Like to, I, yes. Uh, sometimes I'll dream something and I'll be like, I need to paint that. So it doesn't look right. Because it's from a I dream. I don't get my dream painting in my canvas. I have so much beautiful. It looks so beautiful in my dream. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's, it's really like, hard. No, no, this is not it. Can we change it? I, so you dream in dots. <laughs> you dream uh, um, in dot art sometimes. No, I dream what <laughs> I uh, what what I feel like in my mind, and I just mm-hmm. want to. Like recently, I feel like one is like you know a black painting. With a black, black and white refraction, you're just telling. This was a dream. Just an image that I woke up remembering, and so I tried to put it down as quickly as possible. So it makes no sense. No, is it? They're showing something. They're showing the talents in in a circus. It's a circus for sure. Okay. Yeah, I remember that much. This circus tent. Well, you can um, go with the world is a circus and people are just displaying the talents and being on top of it. I let other people name it. I put it out on my socials and said name this and then the name ended up uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to anybody. Like, what is going on in that painting? But, uh, yeah, so sometimes I can remember very vividly what they, what, like, images I wake up and I go, oh, no, I need to paint that. And then I have to run downstairs and start sketching it out really quick. So much joy, no? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Nothing else brings me this much joy That's, other than my son. Like I feel like watching that my son do small, do small things gives you so much joy. It may not be a big art, you know. Especially with, um, especially in art. Like if you're an artist, if you're if you're not feeling joy from it, it it's the why are you doing it? All right, so when is your workshop? This Saturday I have one coming up with the mandala dots. And uh, next month, March 23rd, I'm having another one with where I'm teaching another Madhubani art, which is line art. 
Okay. And, and that's the third space. That as the third space. And the same program is repeated with the same Catherine City too. It's on June. Okay. June month. June eleventh, I think. At the library or they haven't decided the place yet. They're still in the process, they're telling Oh, me. okay, yeah. This is something that um because of the COVID they're taking it the restrictions yeah. out, so they have to come up with a Yeah, bed. that was um I had spoken to Mandy about that possibility because I was booked I have been booking with, so she had been talking to, like, we had been talking, and I guess uh, the same, she's getting the same thing from uh, Andrew, who's the coordinator of the rec or leisure department, maybe. Okay. And so that's a really good thing for the group, because now you can, you know, use these rec centers. Yes, for and, sure. And uh, in a different city. I was planning to get into leisure guy, but anyway, Mandy did. Oh, she got went it. forward she, yeah. and she did it. I said, okay, thank you, Mandy. Well, it's under as a group, so that's even better, right? Because, you know, you have partners. Yes. So that's where I have the basic that if they can do it every day, we can Anybody do it. Anybody can Anybody do it. Anybody can do it. Yeah, all ages. Because everybody is not, and, and even their age, body ability, profile, nothing matters yeah. because everybody is able to do it. That's great. Yeah, I think along the similar way, I put my family first, my work, my school, but then I'll do like a um, festival in the summer and then one in the winter, or I'll do um, like I'll plan a, a couple day retreats and one overnight retreat a year, but I don't go crazy. It's like a side gig. Because, yeah, it could be a full-time job if you applied to every yes, opportunity. Yes, but I do have time. Once like, the kids go to college, what am I going to do? I don't I know. Life has a funny way of, of No, but I will have time. more time. Not like, you know, you're making... How old are they? They're 10 years and 14 years. Oh, okay, so yeah. I'm, so I'm in midway now. Yeah, midway. So once they go and I think I'll have more time. Then you time. might have more time to make it a nice small business yes. and then grow, yeah. I want to open up a studio, though, a mm -hmm. creative studio. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of maker spaces being open right now, and uh, it's it's interesting to me because even here, like next door, they're creating a maker space. Um, the exchange down on uh, Main Street in Niagara Falls here, it's like a twelve million dollar building that's being put up that has huge maker space for artists. Um, I'm not and office spaces and stuff too. I'm not looking at teaching something. I think I want to have a space where I offer, like yeah. a library. Yeah. You understand? I'm not giving you any book and I'm not teaching anything. You know how the no. concept of library? It's where you have racks of different medium. You sit down. That's like makerspace next door. All right. So basically, it's a place to come in and create. Yes. I think in the exchange, they will have studio space for artists that don't have studio space in their homes. They'll have... Um, like classroom styles if you want to do workshops there. Um, but I think it's less teaching people and more a space that artists can come and create and explore. Yes, but that's that's only for artists. What if the yeah, 10 year wants the kid to come? Oh, the public's welcome too because it's attached to the museum and the farmer's market. All right. Yeah, it's that like a hub. The, that was my, the whole plan from what I feel in the future is just not artists. It's like landscape, everything, even gardening. It's like mm -hmm. everything is a part yeah. of... Uh, and I wanted to open such a way that there is a place. There might be a space for you there. You should look into it. I've not it. grown that much Oh, yet. not yet then. Not yet. But then. when I went to the initial meetings, like before they broke ground or whatever, with the architects that came, I think they're from a company in Toronto maybe, they asked the artist community our opinion on, the arts and culture community, I should say, 
our opinion on what we would like to see in there. And there was a lot like like an outdoor garden area and you know an amphitheater for you know in the no, evening. No, I'm, I'm, I do a garden. I meant to say is there should be a microscope. See the microscope. Yeah. Look how it looks in the microscope. Paint now. You understand? Paint the same cells. Yeah. So there would be an opportunity to see? bring something like that to that hub. So what I meant to say is. You need not do the same thing because that's the same thing is available. The whole thing is having a microscope that's zoomed out. You know, you see the zoom, you see it there. And there is a digital art, you know, uh, we teach everything. The whole point is not the tools. The whole point is tell me what you want. Yeah, and there's spaces for that yes, now, now for artists because they're approaching, like I've been approached a couple times is what I'm saying to ask, like what would you like to see? There's a little corner for reading. Yeah. They can read. You have a little project for teenagers. They come and do the project. Instead of doing the basement, there's a printer, there's yeah. a thing. There's a 3D, 3D printer 3D next door. Yeah. But there is a person, you want to do a, fa- a design, make a mannequin. Come and have a mannequin. Have a, a clothes, yeah. different clothes. Because everything can only come when there is a thing and there's have. And, it, and yeah. if you have one, if you stick art only to painting, brushes only thing, and it goes on, I think people... The kids have a same way of thinking. You know, when they think of workshop, they think mm-hmm. of paper, pencil, paint, and in step by step instruments, mm-hmm. the instructions. Yeah. So I think these maker spaces are exactly what you're talking All about. Right. It's a place where I'm saying artists, but maybe I should be saying creatives yes. can come together. And so, like, say I don't have space in my house, but I want to do this project that I've been thinking of, and it's unique to me, and I find it interesting, and I want to execute it. Well, here's a space that you can do that in and rub elbows with other people who are doing their own creative things. Right? So it's That's a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm I just started getting out of my basement two years ago. So Yeah. This is uh, I mean it take it's an evolution. And I don't even know all this existed after after I came to know Mandy and then she told so uh, then only I came to know that there are so many programs and so many things. There are people who Because I haven't heard it. The problem is when you're here, you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't know. No, it's true. It takes time, especially if you haven't gone to school here and have all the resources in the community like that tell you what to do. And you, you go to this center that you think offers artists or creatives this, but then you find out it offers something that else and you're still looking for what you need. So there is a lot of confusion as, as far and as like, what's also, offered. I also don't want it to spoon feed. Yep. It's... The whole workshop I'm trying to do is like I do spoon feed, but you feed it at you. I'll give you a plate. You feed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You, that's what my uh, thing is. The idea is. So not the traditional idea of a classroom not is what tradi- I'm getting. Yes. Yeah. So we have a set time. Mm-hmm. We have a set time. Like, you know, like you a come. Space. A space. Mm-hmm. And some maybe some autistic kid doesn't want to do, but he doesn't want to be in the group itself. And then they find that they give them a separate table. They like the separate table. Yeah, they but they cannot be uh, together at, at you know at the same. No, table but I'm saying is he 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 liked this design. He didn't want to paint with others the same way. Mm-hmm. He wanted to ra- uh, do different way. Mm-hmm. He he found the complicated design more interesting than the simple mm-hmm. one. So he it was his zone. Mm-hmm. It's like his zone. There is ne- there need not be always group group zone is what mm-hmm. I meant. It's an individual zone. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Yes. I suppose one person is doing. Um, a sculpture on one side there can be another person yep. doing needle and thread on the other side it's like i want to mix it all what would i say like early years yeah and library mix yeah 
you know in early years i love the i love the earlier concept where i take my child the child can play whatever you want you clean it and you keep it back yeah and you want a instructor to help you there's always a person i love that idea i mm-hmm. think that awed me when i came to canada that it's so nice that i can go in yeah pick and you not be always in the group i can be one thing and if yeah, she you can just pop in if you want move on and mm-hmm. you can move and if you you have certain time you move on or you can come up at the next day and continue mm-hmm. it because it's the thing it's kind of how we organize our retreats as well is we have multiple things that you can participate in but you choose your own whatever it is that day that you want to participate in or you can take some of our kits or you can go on an excursion but it's all up, it's up to you so it's less like okay well here's your schedule we're here at 1 we're here at 3 we're here at 5 yeah. except for meals of yes. course but yes but that's what i, I was it's saying open. Yeah. it's open yeah open because i felt very hard after 6 years your child you have to really really think where to take the kid yes it's true and when they get to teenage years there's nothing for them anymore no. So I have to start actually the workshop concept started only because I was teaching my kids I told other t- kids to come so I started teaching everybody whatever I know we can do this clay mm-hmm. we can do this we can do rope the whole point for me was to just ignite their brain expand their imagination that was the only criteria yeah. I had in my mind and then I thought like let me give it to more love then yeah. i started working that's that's really how it goes right you yes. hit on and something felt, that works i felt like there should be a place where their kids can go it mm-hmm. can be grandmother grandfather we decided okay let's go you know how they come to earlier pre covid there was right pre covid there was more choices yeah exactly yeah i actually um before covid i was doing like a youth workshop at the welland heritage council and it was all about art and then um i had booked one with the city and i called it headspace for youth and it was an opportunity to come and no devices and create this can be done organ origami you know mm-hmm. everything the whole point is like you know not the result and yeah. sometime i just said don't take it home don't take yeah. the artwork home yeah. just throw it here yeah because the whole point is not to get attached Mm-hmm. The whole point is to enjoy the experience. So when I tell that the kids are not very focused on making it pretty and prettier, mm-hmm. they're better in learning the skills too. Or if you don't have an example for them to follow if it's just material. Yes. Yeah. And then I do tell them how technically we can go about it, how technically you can think about if it. If they want to know. Yes. Yeah. But I my my, my initial stage is this is your imagination, can you stretch it more? Stretch it. think you're done more stretch it a little more and see mm-hmm. if it doesn't matter if it gets ruined you'll do it again it reminds me of like an art challenge that me and one of my good friends did um we were doing a, like a we were on a festival committee and one of the activities was we bought a bunch of different art supplies and we put five canvases up at the front and there was a little bit of an audience but five painters or artists stood in front of them and we would say okay acrylic and then we'd kiss stop ink stop crayon stop switch canvases stop turn the canvas upside down and then you know what ended up happening was this crazy art came out of it <laughs> so it was just a, so, something sort of fun and throw it to the wind and don't take it so seriously and then we had children from the audience come up and paint for 5 minutes on each one it's amazing yeah because the whole point is to take uh, if the kids don't learn how to take their emotions out in a very channeled way 
it's going to be only more harder if you didn't know, like i know i didn't do meditation when i was 614 or something not even for a minute i did it but i felt like if i like i tell my kids sit down for a minute how about you do this even cooking cleaning polishing yeah. anything one minute for a minute but i was not focused on it if i pro- practiced it much earlier one minute two minute three minute at least i would have got 16 minutes somewhere but yeah. thing and then i felt like it's not easy to sit and be quiet that's not my style everybody don't have the same style of my some people go for a run yes yeah. run cooking all this the whole point is how do you achieve to the target of like the stillness mm-hmm. stillness where you're not repeatedly thinking the same thing again and again because yeah where you're not like ruminating on something like an odd ball train going mm-hmm. round and round so that well, how do you achieve that is to sit there right to in stillness and if and to get the stillness you find something which you like to learn more about Rashri and to sign up for her upcoming workshops you can find out more information in the description And if you'd like to be a guest, please reach out and contact me at artbyriannanberry at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.